You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Hi, friends, and thank you for joining us today for our part two on Therapy Thursday. We're talking about creating good habits, godly habits with eternal value. And I'm here with my co-host, the beautiful, talented, brilliant Dr. Lydia. Welcome, Dr. Lydia. Wow. Wow. I don't know what to say. Thank you. You are fabulous. But it it takes one to know one. So (laughs) last week we ended and you were talking about these neuropaths in our brain and how each good habit that we do leads to new growth and good fruit. And that was a perfect analogy because as Christians, we're called to have fruit. It's called to be the evidence of our faith. And so last week we talked about reading and applying God's word, developing a prayer life and self-reflection, repentance, and the importance of that. This week we have three more goals that we're going to talk about. And I'd love to hear, this is this one that we're going to start off with, it's such a hot topic, limiting negativity. And out of that, we picked two main subjects, which is social media and toxic people, which we could probably do a whole podcast just on that. And maybe we should, but let's talk a little bit about how do people limit social media? You were saying that people are literally addicted to it. It's become a numbing mechanism. And sometimes I'm scrolling and I'm like, what am I looking for? What is it that I'm looking for? And, um, and the second one being toxic people, which is really so hard as a Christian because you want to love them. You want to be kind, but you also need to know when the people around you are draining you and not giving you, not that everyone's supposed to benefit us, hopefully we have a benefit for them. But I think there is some wisdom in limiting the accessibility to toxic people. Don't you? Yeah. Yes. But you know, a couple things, both of these do belong under negativity, right? Toxic people and social media. Um, But how, how do you know that a person uh, went from uh, normal and nice and you know, encouraging into toxicity. And how do you know when you've, same thing for social media, how do you know when social media went from enjoyable and fun and entertaining into toxicity, right? Yes. So, so first of all, we have to be um, aware, okay, that like any addiction, or like any awareness, we have to make sure that it, it is not um, it, it is not a it is not getting in the way of our lives. Okay. Are you paying your bills? Are you putting food on the table? Uh, are you able to run your errands? Are you able to, um, to do your regular life? If yes, then, um, then, then it's, it's probably not toxic for you. Now, you know, that it's toxic for you when you start to feel like, um, secondary reactions like anger. Okay. If I'm looking at social media and I start to feel emotional reactions that are not positive, then, or if it's getting in the way of my lifestyle, you know, like, oh my gosh, I should have been cooking dinner and a whole hour went by and I've been on social media. It's like, oh, then, then something's wrong there. Okay. Um, and it's the same thing with a toxic person. Sometimes we cannot avoid those toxic people because A, 
they may be part of your family. What if you're married to them? (laughs) (laughs) What if you are them? (laughs) And sometimes we are the toxic people to others, right? Absolutely. Um, Which goes back to that repentance thing. If we're really searching our hearts every day, then, then we're trying to develop good fruits. What are the good fruits? There's nine good fruits, right? So let's, let's identify those. So we know that the toxic people are not these. Okay. Um, gentleness, right. Faithfulness, kindness. Okay. Um, I'm going to save the most important one for the last. Okay. Okay. Um, self-control. That's the last one on the list, but it's not the most important one. Joy right? These things don't sound like toxic people, right? So this could be a good measuring stick for you to go, oh boy, you know, so that's already five out of nine. I don't have them all memorized. I'm going to be honest with you. Faithfulness, uh, joy, peace, love, gentleness, self-control, kindness, patience, and goodness. Okay. I did not say patience, peace, or goodness, and the most important love. Yes. Okay. But that can be a good measuring stick to know whether somebody is toxic. And it also is a good measuring stick for our exposure to uh, social media. If you're not feeling any of those um, fruits while you're piddling through social media, then maybe you need to limit your time on social media. And maybe this is a good litmus test, a good measuring stick to say, Hey, Am I not being one of these things to someone else? You know, maybe you're going to be the, maybe you're the toxic person. Right. Um, And I think it definitely the, I think especially with, I don't even want to say the younger generation because I see it in my own generation. I think the envy, the comparison game, if you're looking at somebody's vacation or you're looking at somebody's kids and thinking my kids are terrible and their kids are perfect well nobody's perfect so you know that's not true but maybe maybe social media is not the place for you like i think a lot of people can handle it and be happy for others and see something you don't like and scroll and then there's people that get stuck on it and you're screenshotting and sending it to other people to discuss it probably that is a warning sign that you should kind of step away a little bit yeah, but how do you, you know what? Hurt people hurt people. You heard that before? Yes. You know, and if you're going through something and you happen to be piddling through Facebook, you are not going to be having uh, the eyes to see other people and say, oh, that was wonderful that they're going through that while I'm going through my doom and gloom. Oh, it's mm-hmm. wonderful that they have all that while I'm having less, you know, so it, it's, it, that's tough. That's, that's yeah. very tough. And it is very addictive. Okay. Um, I've heard that the quote that said, well, not a quote, the saying that says, don't compare your everyday life to somebody's, um, they're real, they're, you know, they're, uh, top parts of their lives. Like people always tell me, you look great. Oh my gosh, you look so beautiful. I'm like, you know that I only pick the pictures I look good in, right? I'm, I'm not going to post the picture that I look that my shirt is wrinkled or that my stomach is sticking out. We, we post the very best of us on social media. So when you recognize that and you see nobody's life is perfect, everybody has good and bad hard times, right? So we need to remember that if you're if you're looking at social media and feeling like my life stinks, then getting off of it a little while 
reading a little bit of God's word, reading a devotional, picking up a dose, like you were talking about a calendar that has a daily devotional. Spending some time there will benefit you a lot more than spending a time on social media. It's, it's being fed nutritious food versus junk food. Okay. Right. I mean, yeah, the junk food will do its job. It's going to taste great. You know, it's all sugary mm. and loaded up with all kinds of good and bad things. Right. right. But, um, Hey, broccoli may not be the best, but in the long run, it's better for you. Yes. So it's the same kind of thinking and it's good to have a good social circle not just social media. Yes, real because, friends. Yeah, because social circle will hold you accountable for not making good decisions or being on the social media too long, you know? And and it's more of a give and take of real real life friends versus social media. You know? I mean, yes. That's that's a tough one. That's really hard, okay? That's a and very hard one. Tox toxic people. Let's talk about that real quick. So we're called to love people, even the difficult people, even the people that hurt us in our lives. We're called to be lights in dark areas, which means we're going to be around some dark people, right? But mm -hmm. I think that the toxicity affecting your well-being, like we, we all can have negative interactions with somebody that, that's in our family, you know, and walk away and think, oh my gosh, whatever. But when it becomes a pattern that you're leaving drained and defeated and attacked, and we're not saying cut that person out of your life and never speak to them again, but you can limit. I've learned to get up and walk away because I'm, I'm, I can be a confrontational person. I can, let's go. I want to discuss it, but I've learned I can't change people. I can't, without the Holy Spirit, I cannot change myself. So sometimes I just have to smile and say, I'm going to go get some water and walk away when those people are on a rant or saying something that is attacking somebody else or me. And I know I'm, I can't reason with this person right now. I just need to walk away. Yeah. And you also have to remember when, when there's toxic people around, you know, that hurt people, hurt people that, that really, that so simple, but it really is true. You don't know what people are going through and all you're getting right. is the, their, their symptoms. You're getting their right. reactions to whatever is going on to them. Right. That's one explanation. Another thing is you may be talking to somebody who really is mentally ill. Yes. Okay. And is a chronic mentally ill may need to be on medication to stay be stabilized because you may be getting them in a manic state, you may be getting them in the middle of something. Um, and I'm not saying a reaction to life, I may be saying like, you may be getting them in, in, in a, a state of mind, where they're not in a, in a stable frame and right. they may be saying stuff to you just as if when someone is under um, the influence and say things that, that probably don't make sense or are hurtful and hateful. But yes, you do have to recognize what toxicity means to you and how that works. And you do have to develop what's called resilience, how you get out of that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't get rid of cut off those relationships. Sometimes it is probably the most helpful and healthiest thing that you can do is to cut that relationship off. But what do you do when it's part of your family or exactly. it's your coworker and you have no other, no other way to get out of it? Well, what do you do is you develop some resiliency skills, um, either some assertiveness skills to limit the conversations that you have, uh, limit your exposure to that person or, um, 
develop some assertiveness skills, like say, you know, maybe some eye messages. I feel very anxious when you talk about this topic. So I would appreciate it if you wouldn't talk about that around me anymore. Thank you. You know, like um, those are just eye messages or being able to maybe seek out godly counsel so that you can be the the light that you're supposed to be in those situations. And at the same time, take care of ourselves because we're not meant to be doormats either, you know? Um, So it's important that you try to find the right resources to help you deal with that toxicity. Nobody deserves that. Well, speaking of resources, we're removing ourselves and limited negativity. So as we remove ourselves from negativity and we're looking for new resources, one of our goals for this year is attending a biblically based church regularly. And that should be a place where you feel safe, where God's word is open and read and taught, where you can grow as a person and you can have tools and resources to go to leaders seeking prayer, seeking counsel, seeking help. And while we're there, we have our last goal, which is serving others, which is interesting because it's almost like a circle. Because if we remove ourselves from negativity, we go and immerse ourselves in church, and then we begin serving in church, God can give us the tools that we need to serve the toxic people in our life because they need godly people too. When it's not a dangerous, abusive situation, let's just put that out there. We're not talking about dangerous, um, threatening situations. We're just talking about people that really are not healthy for us. Right. Um, so you're right. I think that finding the right church is very important. Um, there's nothing wrong with church shopping and making sure that your whole entire family is good with, with it and, and not looking for perfection because people are not perfect, whether they go to church or not, people are not perfect. That's right. Okay. And no church is perfect. So you, you got to have a little room for grace, a little room for undeserved forgiveness. And, mm-hmm. you know, what is going to be your your make it or break it deal, you know, versus uh, I can let those few things slide, you know. Um, and yeah, serving others, I think, really puts things in perspective for us. Yeah. You serve people who um, may be in a lesser position than you whether it be financially, whether it be uh, family, whether it be in, in whatever area, um, really puts things in perspective, really makes your problems, you know, shrink a little bit and not be so um, overgrown, maybe in, inappropriately overgrown. Um, and it does help the, the church body. It does help the, everybody work together. So yeah, I think that that's a nice way to end yeah. Um, you know, it's also a good social support system. Yeah. If you find a good church and in the church, there's a good Bible study, or, or if you know of a Bible study that's outside of your church, um, that could really make the world of a difference. Um, and that's important too, but that yeah, comes I think, with, I think, uh, I think about the quote that says you, you cannot outgive God, the truth, I should say, you cannot outgive God. And how many times I'm sure you have experienced the same thing that you go to serve in any capacity in your church, in your community, and you leave 
better than when you arrived. You went to serve others, but you leave with something. You leave with the joy of being used by God, being God's hands and feet. It really, it's, it's about serving others for God, but selfishly, it really does something in your heart. And it helps you not to feel sorry for yourself, not to be self-centered, but to be others focused and Christ focused in a way that we can honor God. And he made it like that, right? Serving God is a calling of God. So when we do that, he's going to, he's going to bless us through that. And I'm not saying that serving God isn't hard. You have to count the cost and you always realize again, you're not going to do more for you, for, for God than he's ever going to do for you. He's already paid the ultimate price on the cross for us. Then he opened the doorway for communication and love and support. Like, there's no way to give more than he's done, but giving of ourselves, he blesses us and he grows us in that. Right. Yeah. And then that's really important. You, you said that selfless love and it turns the attention from ourselves to others. I mean, think about the pandemic and how isolated people were where we couldn't serve others. And it made you look at your own stuff, not in a repentance kind of way to better ourselves, but like in a, oh no, woe is me kind of way. And we're not made to be in isolation. We're made to be in community. We're made to be in family. We're made to, to help each other. Um, but by the same token, I think that um, there's a balance. I don't think that, you know, we can, we cannot outgive God. You're right. But I think there is a balance, you know, like you can't tell a new mom who has new kids that she needs to go out and, and serve in the church. She needs right. to take care of her kids. She needs to <laughs> serve God right there at home. That's her first yeah. calling. Yes. And that's a good thing to mention. Our first calling, our first place of serving God is within our own walls of our home. Yes. So if you're going out and being super nice to everybody at church and cooking for them and neglecting your own family or being cranky and they're not getting your best, then there's something off because God's first calling in your life is to the people inside of your house. Right. And the same thing goes for like, you know, that young man or young woman who isn't married yet. You know, if they're, if you're not married yet, you have a lot more time on your hands. Yeah. And if you um, have that time on your hands, then, you know, that person is the one that needs to be out serving and giving more of themselves um, as opposed to a young man or woman that's married and has a child. You know, um, I think that God, God's fair. God knows what you can do, and what you can give um, time wise, money wise, um, attitude wise. And, and he, he wants you to do whatever you do with joy. He wants you to be happy happy okay. serving you know and, and I, I think it is very important to serve but with balance and yes. making sure that that your family isn't left behind exactly in the midst of it Correct. definitely so i well, think these is... are really good goals yes yeah. they're very good we should do a six-month check-in <laughs> put it on our calendars so if you joined us today and you are struggling with toxic people or maybe an addiction to social media, then we encourage you to limit that. And how do you do that? There's apps you can apply on your phone that tell you after 30 minutes, it shuts off and you can't access it. There's accountability telling your spouse, if you see me scrolling, if you see me, you know, telling a friend and going back to our number one, number two, number three, reading the word, applying it, praying and checking in on yourself and then limiting toxic people in your life 
not limiting them, just limiting their access to you where you know when to walk away. Find a good church where you can serve God and serve others. Thank you so much, Dr. Lydia. I think this is a great starting place for 2022. Yeah, that's right. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Would you mind closing us in prayer? Oh, I would love to. Thank you, Lita. Thank you so much, Lord, for this technology and the ability to be able to talk like this freely um, in a country that we can talk about you and, and just explore our love for you and, and try to guide people. I pray that those listening would open their hearts their minds, their souls to you, that they would try to seek your word and then try to try to open their hearts to the, um, soften their hearts, Lord, to the Holy Spirit so that they would be able to be obedient to you. And Jesus Christ, I pray for safety and protection for um, Lisa and Lisa's family, me and my family, and, and for all of those listening. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. And if you're listening today and this is all foreign to you and you have no idea what we're talking about, you haven't landed here by accident, God is here offering an invitation. If you're interested in finding out more, go back and listen to our beginning podcast or follow us on social media and see what we're talking about. We're talking about everyday faith and everyday life with God, with a God that loves us and has open communication with us, speaks to us and communes with us and makes us more like him. So I'm thrilled that you're here and I hope you'll keep coming back. And if you're one of our regular listeners, I hope you'll share this podcast with a friend. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?